0: Dot com.
1: The revolution. This video, this, this show is brought to you by Safety FM.
0: get the corporate bullshit This is the Rated-R Safety Show with your host, Dr. Uh, It doesn't matter who the host is. Well, welcome to another glorious edition of the Rated-R Safety Show. Today's Tuesday, August the 25th of 2020, day 238 of the year and only 128 days to go. Well, good morning to you all out there that are already hitting up in the chat box. Hello and thank you and welcome to a bud of what we're doing here. You are listening to the Rated-R Safety Show. We are coming to you live from the Safety FM studios in Orlando, Florida. We are definitely coming across the multiverse of Safety FM items for sure. You can take a listen to us on safetyfm.com on the app of course, available in the Google Play Store, also available on the Apple App Store, and also we are an Alexa skill. Oh, yes, Alexa does have skills, and we are available as one of them, just in case if you did not know that. So that's what's going on. If you don't know the layout of the show, I like to tell people, that way they're a little bit forewarned. We go through the news, we talk to our friends at Feature Story News, they tell us what's going on in and out around the world, and then I go into my nonsense, or what I also call is my bullshit rant, and talk about some different things, and just in In case you were not aware, I do curse on the radio just in case. So that does happen from time to time. That is why the parental advisory logo is right there on the bottom. If you are listening on via podcast or radio, that is why we give you a warning ahead of time. Not that I don't like to say things. I just like to share what's on my mind. And some people like it and some people don't. Anyways, over the last few days, we have been doing the trends. And we had to talk about what's trending, what's coming about, what's going. So let's start off today. And the list is going to be the following. The top five songs that are taking place inside of the world of iTunes. So here we go. As we talked about it last week, BTS was killing everything. So BTS Dynamite is currently number four on the list with the instrumental version. Number five is Cardi B with WAP. Number three, BTS Dynamite EDM Remix. B- then at number two, BTS Dynamite Acoustic Remix. And number one, just in case if you had any doubt whatsoever, BTS Dynamite, the plain version. And that is the English version of BTS singing their first English song ever, just in case you were not aware. So there's that information starting off and about. Okay, so let's talk about what's going on on Spotify. Number five is Drake, Laugh Now, Cry Later. Number four jawish 685 savage love maluma hawaii at number three bts is dynamite at number two and cardi b is number one currently on the spotify list so anyways you get here for us to hang out do some things together let's get you right away into some feature story news and then we'll come back and do my nonsense so enjoy this here is the news on the 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 raising safety show
2: From Feature Story News in Washington, I'm Simon Marks. The father of Jacob Blake, the man shot in the back by police in Wisconsin on Sunday, says his son is paralysed from the waist down in hospital. Overnight, protesters and police clashed in the Wisconsin city of Kenosha, where the shooting occurred. Our US correspondent Will Denzelow reports. Speaking to the Chicago Sun-Times, Jacob Blake's father said there were eight holes in his son's body and that it's unclear if the paralysis from the waist down is permanent. Civil rights attorney Ben Crump, who's representing the Blake family, told ABC News Jacob will require further operations. Video of the incident shows Blake, a 29-year-old black man, walking towards a car door with two officers pointing guns at his back. A number of gunshots are heard when he opens the car door with an officer tugging at Blake's shirt. It's unclear if the officers saw anything in the car and the shooting is under investigation. The incident has triggered several nights of protest between demonstrators and police in riot gear. William Denslow, New York. Sally Collier, the head of England's school examination regulator, has resigned after uproar over a now-abandoned use of a computer algorithm to downgrade students' results. Ben Kentish is political correspondent for Britain's LBC Radio. It follows what they call uh, uh, interim leadership arrangements, a bit of a reshuffle, basically, at Ofqual, Sheila. Uh, Lots of criticism, of course, lots of pressure on that organization over the way that A-Level and GCSE exams were handled. I think there was probably a feeling quite high up in Whitehall that someone needed to lose theirs after what was widely agreed to be a bit of a debacle really. U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo has drawn criticism for planning to make a speech to the Republican convention which he'll be delivering in a few hours time from Jerusalem. Democrats accused the Secretary of State of using official diplomatic travel to make a partisan political appearance. From FSN's Washington bureau, Nick Harper reports.
1: Mike Pompeo is away on a four-country tour, meaning he's missing the Republican convention. But his speech will be beamed into Tuesday evening's primetime US viewing, straight from Jerusalem. That's problematic, say Democrats and critics, who accuse the Secretary of State of blurring the lines between his official government business and his desire to re-elect his boss, U.S. President Donald Trump.
2: The other keynote speaker tonight, First Lady Melania Trump. She will be speaking to the convention from the Rose Garden of the White House. American Airlines is to cut 19,000 jobs when financial aid from the U.S. government runs out in October. The company says the coronavirus pandemic continues to devastate the travel industry. Tropical storm Laura has been upgraded to a hurricane in the Gulf of Mexico. It's expected to make landfall late on Wednesday or early Thursday and it's current track is heading for Texas and Louisiana. It's already lashed Haiti, causing severe flooding in Port-au-Prince. From bureaus worldwide, this is FSN. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks. More today on Alexei Navalny, the Russian opposition leader, now that German doctors have said they do think he was poisoned in Siberia last week. They're treating him in a German hospital now, with drugs usually used to fight the impact of nerve agents and pesticides on the human body. So who might have been behind the attempt to kill him? Ben Noble, is a lecturer in Russian politics at University College London. Navalny has lots of enemies. Uh, it's not as if uh, we can automatically say that it was Putin, but increasingly the burden of proof appears to be shifting regarding the Kremlin's role given the specifics of this particular case when we look at what the doctors did or didn't do in Omsk um, in the early treatment of Navalny, the presence of unknown security personnel within the hospital, their treatment of his wife, not allowing her to visit him, but then also some of things that we know about the FSB, so that's the uh, Federal Security Service in Russia, the successor to the KGB, it turns out that they were tracking Navalny incredibly closely in Tomsk in Siberia before he was poisoned. And so increasingly, I think the Kremlin has to answer, um, uh, you know, what their story is for this particular uh, incident. German Chancellor Angela Merkel is demanding that the Kremlin conduct an open investigation into Mr Navalny's poisoning. The Kremlin has denied having anything to do with it and also contests the claim that he was attacked with some kind of nerve agent. The main news again, the father of Jacob Blake, the man shot in the back by police in Wisconsin on Sunday, says his son is paralysed from the waist down. The head of England's school examination regulator has resigned after uproar over the now-abandoned use of a computer algorithm to downgrade students' results. And Tropical Storm Laura in the Gulf of Mexico has been upgraded to a hurricane heading for Texas and Louisiana. And that is the latest Feature Story News. Simon Marks reporting.
1: This show is almost as enjoyable as hearing the sound of the toilet flush. Rated R safety show on Safety FM.
0: So what do you think there? Holy monkeys, dude. An algorithm downgrading students' grades? Holy, holy. I'm going to tell you. And, you know, I have stated this in the past, and I'll state it again. I don't listen to the news until it actually is happening in real time, because if I listen to it ahead of time, it can change significantly from the time that I hit it to the time that I do it again. So just so you're fully aware. So anyways, before we get into my normal garbage, you know what I have to do.
1: We at Safety FM are not responsible for what this idiot behind the microphone is saying. He is trying to be entertaining. Rated R Safety Show.
0: Okay, so you are listening to the Rated R Safety Show, just in case you were not aware. Currently 1210 in the eastern time zone so that's what's going on here so let's go into the shit list and start talking from there a family of bears recently shocked some air b guests when they when they wandered into the rental home in vermont the mama bear and her two cubs entered an occupied home on sunday according to the associated press the renters locked themselves in a bedroom until police arrived the bear family was shoot out Of the home and into the woods nearby. Following the incident, the the Department of Wildlife urged renters to keep basic safety tips in mind to avoid unwanted guests. Okay. So, unwanted guests, basic safety tips. So, you remember last week we were talking, if you were kind of hanging out with us, where we were talking about the whole aspect that we need to have... More and more conversations related to what you should be doing in your home for basic safety. I would imagine that if you think about it for a moment, that Airbnb, hotel rooms, and stuff like that needs to count as basic home. Now, am I telling you to start bringing all the stuff in all the Items that you have inside of your home for protection to bring with you when you're going out to an Airbnb or going out to a hotel room. No, that is not what I'm saying, but I'm saying you need to have some basic standards in place and maybe have the discussion with the people that are with you. Now, I'm not going to say, okay, well, we need to plan for a Jaguar to come in and attack and do so. You know, that's not what I'm saying, but you need to have some commonality on what you have planned. I wonder how the how the scrambling worked there for actually moving into that back room. I'm just asking. And when you call the cops, how does that call go? Like, what do you tell them? I got uh, some bears here and I need somebody to come out and take care of it. I mean, I, was that going to be the basic conversation? I don't know. Think about it for a second. Anyways, let's continue. Certain high blood pressure medications may help reduce the severity of the coronavirus, as well as mortality rates for those infected. Yeah, you did hear me correctly. There, according to a new study published by the Journal of Current Accelerations Reports. 28,000 patients who took the anti-hypertension medication found that they had less of a risk of severe illness and death from the virus than those who did not take the medication. Researchers stated that the patients with high blood pressure of of uh, blood pressure on medication were 0.67.67 0.67 times less likely to have critical or fatal outcome than those not taking the medication it should be noted though that an observational meta-analysis and not a randomized control study was where the information came from so you did hear that i want to make sure that i do reference that again i didn't say 67, I said 0.67. So less than one point is what we're talking about here. Because I think that, you know, I have taken some deeper dives lately into conversations that have really skewed numbers. And when I say skewed numbers, I'm talking about the point. Like yesterday, we had a asteroid story about 0.41%. Yes, I did say point. So those are the things that need to stick out when we talk about these things. Because I think sometimes we tend to forget those. So there you go. Here's some some interesting news. I won't say that it's, you know, news news, but it's some interesting stuff. A storage locker treasure hunter hit the jackpot by finding an abandoned unit in L.A. packed with Kobe Bryant treasures. And now the stars of Storage Wars is involved. Just like the show, storage units are auctioned off if the owners paying the bill and bidders not only get a brief glimpse as what they're inside of the auction when the auction began. The person who scored the unit won the bid for the low bid of $375. What was inside was 35 pairs of Bryant shoes, jerseys, Lakers practice gears, his Laker all-access badge, tacked paperwork, and a piece de resistance, a mink coat. The buyer immediately called Storage War star Rena or Renee, who brought the entire thing for a cool $13,000. And this was according to the good old people of TMZ. Well, we got Alan Wolford inside of the box here. I heard that increased sink intake helps. Well, Doc, I need to look more into that. Keep rocking. Thank you, Mr. Alan. So, think something to think about there. Some sink inside of your life. Now, of course, I did not run a case study. Double placebo anything. Double blind. Nothing. Just so you know. So, take it for what it's worth. You know how that goes. I'm just an idiot behind a microphone.
1: We at Safety FM are not responsible for what this idiot behind the microphone is saying. He is trying to be entertaining. Rated R Safety Show. You are listening to something magical. <laughs> You're not- listening to the Rated R Safety Show.
0: Okay, so some people are going to be in shock when they hear this. So let's go through it. The CDC is a recommendation for travelers to quarantine for 14 days from trips overseas or of state during the coronavirus crisis. The guidelines were updated on the government agency's website while still advising travelers to take risk of contracting the virus as many ways possible. The CDC still recommends wearing masks indoors, washing hands, maintaining social distancing, and monitoring for symptoms. So let's go back one more second there. The CDC dropped its recommendations for travelers to quarantine for 14 days from trips overseas. What do you think about that? How does it make you feel Do you get warms and fuzzies all over the place as I say that? I talk to a lot of people from different parts of the world, and they talk about how there are still hardcore lockdowns in some sections. How there are still some lockdowns that they will not allow anybody from America to really even go in because of some of the things that are going on. So think about that for a moment as we talk about this, because there's a lot to think about there. I just don't want to jump in and be like, hey, there we go. I'm sure you heard of this, but let's go through it. The old saying that it is that you can catch more flies with honey than vinegar. But it turns out that honey is a little bit more useful than just catching flies. It's helpful if you've caught a cold. Oxford University researchers say that they have found that honey is more effective than the standard over-the-counter medicines at combating coughs and sore throats. They say that honey could be taken instead of cough syrup and painkillers to ease symptoms of upper respiratory tract infections. And the doctors could prescribe it instead of antibiotics, which is largely largely ineffective for those purposes. According to researchers, honey is frequently used to lay remedy that is well-known to patients, which is cheap and easy to access. As it has limited harms. So there you go. There's a little bit about that. And what exactly are the harms? Well, you would have to say getting stung. (laughs) Would be something to think about. And who knew? Who knew? The cure for the common cold lies in what essentially is bee vomit. Yeah, I did say that out loud. I need to check to see if my honey coverage is in our current drug plan that we offer here. I guess that's something to think about. A lot of information there coming from... The Sunday Times. I want to give credit where credit is due. B vomit, respiratory tract infection. Boy, wouldn't have thought about that one. Duh. That's for sure. Anyways, let's continue down the path here. Americans are feeling cooking fatigue due to the increased time at home. According to a study of 2,000 Americans conducted on one poll, 55% said that cooking at home during COVID 19 has left them the feeling of fatigue. With so many restrictions when it comes to dining out, the study found that more people are cooking an average of nine meals a week, but lacking the variety of what to make. Results showed that the respondents cooked the same meal 28 times since the start of the lockdown. Only 28 times? Holy shit, man. I think I've cooked more than that. (laughs) The same thing. Also, be noted during the survey that about 53% reported that they have been getting more takeout and delivery as it means to break up having to make dinner every night. I'm going to tell you something. When it comes to restaurants, and I love me a good restaurant, don't get it wrong, 300% markup on food. So in these weird and strange times, it might be. It might be worth taking a look of eating at home anyways let's let's bring some attention to this from the department of hold on a minute a new study has found that the screen time might actually be good for a toddler yeah you heard me correctly there an experiment conducted by researchers at the university of bath determined that exposure to electronic devices may be beneficial for certain aspects of toddlers attention spans and the ability to block out distractions in test Todd's age between 18 months to three and a half years of age used the touchscreen devices more often when much faster in picking up other objects that stood out visually. The study authors say that they are finding their findings provide much needed different perspective when it comes to the use of modern technology and young children. Doctors, parents, and pundits typically believe that the gadgets harm children's development. The research team say that they're. Really isn't much scientific evidence supports that stance. There actually is. They just didn't stick it, stick with it long enough to find out. So now it seems that there is a lot of screen time is a good thing for kids. <laughs> it's just about that adults turns out their brains to mush. Yeah, I did say that. Of course, it helps condition them to develop a long attention span for things like video games. This is according to study Finds just in case if you were not aware of that. So there you go. Some things to think about. I will tell you trying to get a kid in that age demo of 18 months to three and a half years old to be associated to one thing for a long period of time might be quite interesting to do. I will tell you the common toddler does not hang out with things like that for a very long period, but I'm just mentioning that out loud just for the sake of doing so. So what do you think there? Is that something that you would let a toddler hang out with and do and play with and mess with and all that kind of fun stuff? Or do you just look at it and go, no, 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 no. That is not for me. So let's move forward. Earth has lost about 28 trillion tons of ice between 1994 and 2017. According to researchers, a study published in the scientific journal Cyprus Discussions notes that the three largest decreases of ice- from the Arctic Sea, 7.6 trillion tons. Antarctic ice shelves, 6.4 trillion tons. And mountain glaciers, 6.2 trillion tons. Meanwhile, the Greenland ice sheet of 3.8 million tons. The Antarctica ice sheet ton- lost 2.5 trillion tons. Of the South Ocean Sea, about 0.9 trillion. There you go. Co-author of the study, Andy Shepard and The Guardian, that typically researchers study individual areas, This is the first time that anyone has looked at all the ice that is disappearing from the entire planet. And what we have found has stunned us. Shepard noted the decrease is due to the climate change and the rising sea levels. So what do you think as I say that? I know some people say, no, climate change is not a real thing. And it's a bunch of hogwash of what people are trying to sell to you. Well, I'm not trying to sell anything to you. Not related to that. So what do you think about as I say that? A lot of stuff there. For sure. A lot of stuff. The California Supreme Court overturned the death penalty of sentence for Scott Peterson on Monday. Peterson was convicted of killing his pregnant wife, Lacey Peterson, and their own unborn son, Connor. On Christmas Eve of 2002, the decision was made after the court ruled that the trial judge made a series of clear and significant errors in jury selection that under longstanding United States Supreme Court president, undetermined Peterson's rights to an impartial jury in the penalty phase. When Peterson's murder conviction stays in place with the court-ordered new penalty phase trial, no word on when that will happen. 2002, we're talking 18 years later. If you remember that one, that one one made the circuits. I mean, that was everywhere. And you go, okay, hold on. What are you talking about? What is this stuff? Why Why are you talking about this? I'm talking about this because I think it's important. We're starting to see a lot of overturns. We've talked about two in two days about the death penalty and how that's changed. So I don't know. I just think it's important to talk about for sure, for sure, for sure. As we mentioned those things. Here we go. Kenosha, Wisconsin man shot by police on Sunday night remains in stable condition as Politicians and pundits weigh in on another racially charged police shooting. Within hours of the incident, Wisconsin Democratic Governor Tony Evers released a statement saying, What we know for sure is Jacob Black is not the first black man or person to have been shot or injured in a merciless killing or killed at the hands of individuals in law enforcement in our state or country he promised there will be accountability. Joe Biden added to the sentiment saying that the officers will be held accountable. The shooting prompted a night of unrest in Wisconsin Sunday evening with rioters storming the Kenosha County Public Safety Building start starting fires and damaging local businesses. The area's postal service was rerouted to a nearby town to avoid disruption amid the chaos. The demonstrations continued Monday after the press conference with the mayor was moved into the city of public safety building. Protesters rushed the police line and tore one of the doors off the hinges. The Milwaukee journey, Sentinel reports marches continued into the afternoon and are expected to go into, or we're expected to go into the evening. Now, keep in mind that when we source a lot of the material, we're pulling a lot of this stuff at night. And we go into the day with it. So I'm not going to lie here because here's what happens. And I tell you this and we talk about it and I want to make sure that we reference it. We reference the news stories and we vet the information and we do have retractions. What? Yeah, we do have retractions from time to time that do take place. Because not everything that we get at the time that we get it is as accurate as it should be. And I want to give you the information, but retractions do occur from time to time. So just to bring that up, a man in England saw, well, a man in England saw a well-known face staring, staring up at him from his omelet, Donald Trump. Harry, Harry Warren's told Southwest news service, I was cooking up an omelet as I normally would. Sometimes I flip it and other times I just grill it. This time, I decided to flip it, and then once I was tossed over, I saw some sort of face. I decided to take a photo of the figure to figure it out later. But once I did, I noticed that it looked like Trump. As for now, the presidential-looking omelet tasted amazing, according to Harry. This is a potato story we had last week. Now we have an omelet story. Wasn't it Jesus on a potato or something like that? We need to really look at some of this stuff, man. This is rough. Rough stuff. Not, not look at some rough stuff. That's not what I meant. That sounded wrong. Why would I want to look at rough stuff? That's not what I meant. Anyways, a UPS driver has been arrested after a series of interstate shootings spanning three counties in southern Oregon. Kenneth Ayers, 49, was arrested on August the 20th, a day after a woman was shot at, while driving down the Interstate 5. He is suspected of six other interstate shootings that may have occurred from May, June, and July. He faces charges of attempted murder, assault, unlawful use of a weapon, criminal mischief, and reckless endangerment of another person. None of the people shot were injured. Authorities did not disclose if Ayers was known, knew any of the victims. So as I talk about that for a moment, let's talk about this section. You know, we talk about safety. I mean, you might have noticed that that was kind of the theme here. But when you hear something like that, where we go, okay, people are getting shot at while in their car. What do you think about? And I'm going to go somewhere with this. So hold on with me. How do you look at that whole thing? How do you turn around and say, cool. I'm driving. This is my plan of structure going down the path. Or do you look at it and go, oh, no, oh, no, 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 no. I am not driving anymore because of these related issues. Think about it for a moment as we talk about it. Now, this is going to sound like a sponsored ad, and this is definitely not a sponsored ad. This is a conversation piece. When you hear of a vehicle such as the Cybertruck made by Tesla that is supposed to be bulletproof, bullet absorbing, do you start giving consideration now maybe this is the vehicle that I should go with because of certain things? I mean, you're not going to go around and drive like a tank or anything, not down the road at least. But what do you think about it? How do you look at this and go, okay, how do I move forward? I mean, there's a lot of stuff to think about there. I mean, do you look at it and go, okay, how do I look at this? How do I move forward? Or do you just go, whatever. It is what it is. I mean, I don't know. I look at it and I go, there's so many things we can talk about for sure. And we talk about... What does road safety look like? And most of the people say, okay, we need to have some kind of triangle inside of our car and we need to have a PPE or a vest that kind of shows, you know, that we're on the road if we have to stop and blah, blah, blah. But we never think about a car that can absorb bullets unless you're kind of in politics or you're some kind of high celebrity. And I don't mean a celebrity that's high because that definitely sounded wrong. Now that I'm saying celebrities are high. But think about it. There's so many different things there. So, as you as a safety pro, how do you look at this? How do you plan? Do you I mean, and let's be real here. For the safety pros that are outside of the transportation business. Most of the let me talk to you about the safety people that are in the transportation business and then we'll get to a little bit to further down to what you have to say. The safety professional inside of the transportation biz normally tells drivers, vehicle operators, that they need to walk around their vehicle and do a full inspection before they take off. Make sense. Verify that they have X, Y, and Z equipment inside of the vehicle before they take off. So. Do you, as a safety pro who's not in the transportation world, look at those things before you start your car and go? Do you take a walk around your car? Do you check your tires? Do you verify that everything's going well before you go? You're supposed to do it every time you drive. So do you do it? You're a safety pro. Non-transportation. Do you do it once a day? Oh, maybe it's once a week. Once a month? Once a quarter? Once every half a year. Okay, so let's just be realistic. Most people don't do it. I interact with people inside of the transportation world that claim that that's what you're supposed to do, but they don't do it as well. Not all the time. But how do you look at this? How would you, how would you change on how this format would look going forward? How would you look at that moving How would you set that up? Because now we're talking bullets towards a vehicle. Makes it much different, for sure. Something to definitely think about as we talk about it.
1: Listen at your own risk. Rated R Safety Show we are now video streaming the rated r safety show i don't know why our host has a face for radio rated r safety
0: show yeah 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 you know you're listening to the rated r safety show here you go let's talk about some things out of the ordinary let's not just talk about the normal safety we'll get to the main story here in a moment let me give you a slice of things going on around the world. A study have found that people that are less annoyed with Facebook than they, are, than they were last year, but only the ones who didn't f- have a friend request from their parents. Are you friends with your parents on Facebook? I know, it's kind of weird. A study shows that fist bumps spread fewer germs than handshakes. So apparently that one janitor inside of your office that you don't remember the name of, well, he's a real health nut. 247 Wallace has ranked the companies with the worst reputation in the U.S., and Wells Fargo is once again in the top five. When we reached for comment, Wells Fargo customer service rep called the list a complete betrayal of the truth and then placed us on hold for six hours. TripAdvisor recently named Dolly Parton's Dollywood a top global theme park ahead of the iconic Disneyland. In Anaheim, California, Dollywood has come a long way since it first opened. In fact, many people at the time thought it was going to be a huge bust. And at some points, we're going to get to b- birthdays today, but let me ask you a quick question. It's Blake Lively's birthday today. Do you think she's A, 23? B, 33 or C in a secret computer folder when my wife goes to work.
1: You are listening to a radio God. What? This has to be an error. That host is not a radio God. Anyways, this is the rated R safety show on safety FM. I'm not part of your family and I don't do skits with my mom.
0: So let's get into it. Let's talk about it. Let's go into the swamp. And that's going to be the important part going up next year. Kellyanne Conway will depart as the White House as the senior advisor to President Trump. The move comes as her daughter took to social media over the weekend, accusing Conway of abuse and of her work for the president, ruining the daughter's life. Conway's husband, George Conway, also said that he'd be stepping away from the anti-Trump Lincoln project. Likely in a move to heal the family that is being divided. Now, on a side note, I do want to reference that the child is 15 years of age. Some people have made an assumption that she could be just being a little too dramatic. Now, I'm only telling you what the news story says. Don't take it out on me.
1: Oops, what did he just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests.
0: Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. Okay, President Trump addressed supporters early on the first day of the Republican National Convention on Monday. Trump said that his opposition is using COVID as leverage to impede his re-election. The only way they can take this election away from us is it for it being rigged, he said. The evening proceedings included a variety of live speeches as well t- as tape video messages from speakers including Donald Trump Jr., Nikki Haley, Charles Kirk, and Senator Tim Scott, as well as business owners and citizen activists. Herschel Walker pushed back on accusations of racism le- um, leveled against President Trump, calling him a longtime friend. In the evening closing speeches, Donald Trump Jr. aggressively went after Joe Biden, ultimately calling him the lockliness monster of the swamp, a nickname quickly repeated by news outlets around the country and their reporting of the speech. And then worth noting, just for purposes, when Kimberly Klawick's segment aired, MSNBC cut to commercial. Kotlik is the candidate running for Congress in Baltimore, whose ads went viral last week. Just in case, if you do go to Kimberly Kotlik Twitter page, you can actually see it right there if you're interested in doing so. And yes, we do talk about politics and I hate it. I hate it with a passion because I just don't think there's a need for it. just a our little show here, but whatever. What do I know? What do I know? just sharing anyways let's talk about the lottery no winner for friday night's make a million drawing tonight's drawing will be for 57 million dollar jackpot or 45.5 million dollar cash payout no winner for saturday night's powerball drawing wednesday's drawing will be for 37 million dollar jackpot or 29.7 million dollar cash payout stuff to think about for sure there Here is our main story on the Rated R Safety Show. So let's talk about it in the main story. Let's talk about how you talk inside of your org. So when you go inside of your organization and you want to talk to, let's say, for instance, somebody inside of the operations department saying that you're a non-operations person and that you are, quote, unquote, the safety person, the safety gal, the safety guy, the safety whatever, So how do you set this up ahead of time? I'm sure that there is some form or versionality of rules of engagement before everything gets started. So I want to make sure that I have a clear understanding of what you're doing so we can hang out here and do some different things together. Is there the non-blame shame game that's supposed to take place? Is that part of the rules of engagement? Do you set up a rule-based system where we have the conversation ahead of time of these will be the things that we will discuss, and if we start going down this path, the meeting will come to an end? Or does it become one of those things that it's a free-for-all when you get in there? Now, I want to talk about this because I think it's important because some of us safety professionals don't talk about these things. And, yeah, when I include myself inside of the group, I use the term professionals. Very lightly. Um, So I want to make sure that we talk about this. Because think about it for a brief moment as we go forward. When you take a look at this and you develop these plans to have these conversations, can it just go anywhere? And as you, as the safety person, I don't call them that. I don't call people that. That's That's what people say. But when you... Think about the safety person. That's you. How are those rules set up? Do you mostly talk to people in the field? Do you talk to people in management? Do you talk to people in the C-suite? The reason I ask this and I ask what's off base is because here's what happens a lot of the times. Sometimes people that are at the field level think that they're going to have a conversation with someone inside of the C-suite, and they're going to cause things to change. And don't get me wrong, there is a possibility of that happening. There's also a huge possibility of that not happening. Most conversations that take place inside of the C-suite in the majority of organizations, and yes, I just did generalize about a shitload of organizations, it has to be... A money-driven conversation. What do I mean? You have to speak the lingo of what's going on inside of the C-suite. You have to be able to cover the conversation of what's going on. You have to be able to say on how there is going to be a return on their investment if they do X, Y, and Z. And sometimes when we go in there, we don't have that conversation. We're not thinking from that mindset. And sometimes it becomes extremely difficult for people as they move forward. They can't just say, okay, cool, we're going to move on. And sometimes that is part of the rules of the engagement. If you can't speak the lingo, they don't let you, they don't let you play. And I will tell you, I have interacted with some organizations that have some great individuals and some great people inside of the C-suite. They all don't fall into that category. But there's also the other side of the equation. It's not always one thing. It is not a one-size-fits-all. But if you prepare and you have these conversations ahead of time, And say, what are we looking for? And you kind of have a guideline of how this is going to look before you start. You're probably going to get a lot further. Now, there's some safety professionals out there that have probably been fired from every organization that they ever worked at. And it's not that they have bad ideas. It's about how they approach people. And sometimes that approach needs to be better than the idea. I mean, there's some big names that I can probably name off the top of my head that are in the safety world that go work for organizations. And you hear about them being terminated all the time. And I don't mean Arnold Schwarzenegger style. I'm talking about being let go. And not that they're bad people. They just have shitty approaches. So this is why if you have the rules of engagement set up prior and you know which path to go down, it can really help on what you're trying to improve. You have to make sure that people understand what's in it for them. I know it's kind of a crappy thing when you have to say it out loud like that, but it's the truth. I can tell you from my experience of interacting with several different people inside of the field and several people that interact with people inside of the c-suite and my own personal experience it's better just to know what the rule set needs to be and we can go back and have the conversation of oh you don't know what you're talking about or let's try it you don't know what you're talking about you just sit behind a microphone And yeah, you can say that all day. And you're probably right. I do sit behind the microphone quite a bit. But I also get to talk and interact with a lot of people that are out there. And I have seen what has worked for some. I have seen what has failed miserably for others. And let me kind of tell you about the journey here. The journey is kind of a combination of both. The other important part is that sometimes people need to learn by things happening to them directly. And I understand that. I really do. I probably have a better understanding than that than most would think. And I say this from the standpoint of you want it to live through the experience. But when a lot of people are depending on you, sometimes that's not the approach you can take. And in a lot of companies, there's the one solo safety person. And in that case, there are a lot of people depending on you to create the change. Not saying you're the voice for the voiceless, but you are the voice that they're depending on. Think about that for a hot minute. We
1: at Safety FM are not responsible for what this idiot behind the microphone is saying. He is trying to be entertaining. Rated R Safety Show. Listen to our host of the Rated R Safety Show.
0: Self-implode on our airwaves. Only on Safety FM. Oh, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about some different things going on. For sure here. Oh so many things to cover i had somebody send me this i don't know if i should read it should i read this one i'll read this one married with kid problems (laughs) yeah not safety related but we could probably have a common bond here lego related foot injuries your daily agenda is regularly read re derailed better saying is regularly derailed by two and a half hour hour argument about putting on shoes There's no money tree in the backyard as part of the conversation that you probably have more frequently than what you'd like. Half of the time, your husband counts as one of the kids. (laughs) Your wife tends to smell a lot like SpaghettiOs. You run out of groceries later on grocery day. Laundry isn't on the schedule because it's a constant thing. The one that I like about this list is this one. Your single friends with no kids telling you how you should be raising your kids. I got an idea or two there. And then the other thing. It is illegal to sell them. If any or all of these apply to you, you're married with kids. I'm not going to say married with children because that's definitely a show that was out and about. That's for sure. Something to think about there. So let's go back into some news that might be important to some. So let's talk about it. Showbiz news real quick. MTV announced a new four-part docuseries focusing on national crisis affecting today's younger generation. 16 and recovering follows nine students of the North Shore Recover- Recovery High School, a public school in Beverly, Massachusetts, for teens recovering from drug addiction. The series will premiere on September the 1st in honor of National Recovery Month. So I would say take a look of that one. Not a sponsor, but definitely want to talk about it for sure. Here we go, some more news. Taylor Swift has hit another major music milestone on Sunday. The Grammy Award winner eighth studio album, Folklore, spent a fourth consecutive week topping the Billboard 200 album chart. It's the first time a woman's album has spent a first four weeks at number one since Adele's third album, 25, which was released roughly about five years ago. So something to think about there. We talked about it quite a bit, so let's talk about it a little bit more. Ellen DeGeneres will address the allegation of toxic workplace in an upcoming season of her show. The talk show host recently told the Daily Mail that the following that the rumors in the firing of three top show producers, she wants to open up to her fans about everything. In the meantime, she has been attempting to do damage control following an expose, an explosive report that former employees dealt with intimidation, racism, and fear on the set. An insider told Page Six that Degeneres recently added some perks for employees, including increased paid time off and birthdays off. Staff said to return this week the premiere of the new season is scheduled for september the 14th so there you go some interesting stuff as we talk about it here we go robert patterson is anxiously awaiting to get back to work on the batman the actor who was a surprise appearance during the virtual dc comic fandom event over the weekend told the fans that he is anxious to get back to work continue to form the beloved character. According to Variety Report, production of the film is expected to resume in early September. I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday and she was telling me that he looks like a little kid and that he probably should not be playing Batman, that it should be a big muscular dude. I turned around and said that she was old and that's why he looked young. I'm sure she didn't appreciate it. But it was definitely a conversation being had. Yeah, he's younger demo. I think that's the demo they're going after now. This is my opinion. What do I know? Anyway, Salman Cal has earned the new nickname of the Terminator. His friends recently told the son the metal holding him together makes him the Terminator. He won't mind if that sticks, but the main thing is that he is back on mend. The son obtained the picture of the 60-year-old about how he is headed back to the hospital for a follow-up appointment. He appeared to be in good spirits and moving around much better than expected after breaking a vertebrae. So there you go, some information there. The NFL had 77 positive COVID tests from the 11 teams re-examined by a lab in New Jersey after false positives were reported. They all came back negative. The league asks for bio-reference, who does all the testing for players to investigate the results of the 77 tests that are being tested a second time to be sure that they were truly false. Some of the teams affected in inaccurate testing were Minnesota Vikings, which was 12, New York Jets, which was 10, Chicago Bears, 9, Detroit Lions, 1, Pittsburgh Steelers, 6, and Philadelphia Eagles, 4. The false positives just add to the precautionary position that the NFL is trying to take before the season starts. So there you go with that. Back on this day in 2017, Hurricane Harvey makes landfall in Texas and northeast of Corpus Christi. The Category 4 hurricane produced 130 mile per hour winds, caused catastrophic flooding. It tied with 2005's Hurricane Katrina at the costliest tropical cyclone inflicting $125 billion worth of damages. So there you go. Let's go through a couple of birthdays today of what's going on. Alexander Burke, R&B singer, turns 32. Blake Lively, which we already spoke about. Let's talk about a letter again. Oh, by the way, just in case you wanted the real answer, she is 33. Or at least turning three, 33 today. Rachel Ray turns 52. Tom Hollander turns 53. Billy Ray Cyrus, oh yes, don't break my heart, achy breaky heart. Turns 59, director from The Nightmare Before Christmas and Batman Returns, Tim Burton, turns 62. Elvis Costello, rock singer, turns 66. Gene Simmons from Kiss Fame, turns 71. And Sean Connery, James Bond series and The Untouchables, turns 90 today just for information purposes. Also today, in case you did not hear it, the Jay Allen show came out, and we were talking with the group that created this lovely thing called the Practice of Learning Teams. This is actually by some different authors here, Brett Sutton, Glennis McCarthy, and Brett Robinson about the Practice of Learning Teams. We have a contest going on right now at safetyfm.com forward slash contest that you can enter to win the book. This is a worldwide contest, not just limited to the U.S. like we do with some of them. So that is something available for you to enter to. Just have to go to safetyfm.com forward slash contest. Also, during the conversation, they talk about learning teams, how they came up with the concept of the book, and also they talk about community and podcast. Oh, yes, podcast for those podcast lovers out there and learning teams. I think that might be something for you to think about today. Before I forget, let's talk about a couple of different things because I think that these might be important for you. So, number one, because we haven't talked about it yet, if you're having any kind of thoughts of suicide or depression, please call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. That's at 1-800-273-TALK, 1-800-273-TALK. There are a resource that is available 24 hours a day, seven days a week to help you with matters of the mind. So go ahead and give them a call if you have any questions. They do not accept text messages on that phone line. You can only text message them directly or message them, better saying, directly on their website. And that is SuicidePreventionLifeline.org. SuicidePreventionLifeline.org. Have you ever been sitting around and your cell phone goes off and you see that there is an Amber Alert? Have you ever wondered what happens next? Well, there's a website where you can find out more. The National Children, or excuse me, National center of children that are being that are missing and exploited has a website and that is at missingkids.org missingkids.org you can go there and see what is going on with the child that might be missing or being exploited there's also a list of people that are missing throughout the country if you're interested in finding out you can actually even print missing posters a lot of things going on on that website that you can come out and hang out and do. Now they are asking for people to assist. Currently they are not accepting any new patrons. They are only being able to accept financial donations due to the pandemic. If you're in- interested in helping, please go to missingkids.org to help with financial assistance. So, that's something to think about. Couple things real quick as we are about to leave and let you party on for the rest of the day. Couple of things real quick. If you want to change the world. Do it while you're single. Once you're married. You can't even change the channel. Okay maybe that's not the serious one. That I wanted to go with. But think about this for a moment. Don't judge each day. By the harvest you're reaping. Judge the day. By the seeds that you plant. Boy, is that a different way to look at your day altogether. That is for sure. Thank you for always being the best part of Safety FM. And that is the listener coming out, hanging out with us with the different things that we always have going on here at Safety FM. You did see it earlier. We did reference real quick about what's going on with the art of podcasting that's coming up on the second Of September, that's available at 9 a.m. Eastern time. If you're interested in participating, we are giving access to the system. Some people are going, well, that might be a little bit too early. Well, if you can't be there live, we're giving you access to the system for the whole day. If you go with the with the actual starter ticket, the general admission ticket, and then some of the tickets give you access. All the way up to a week after the event. That way you can go back and take a listen. And some of them include a hosting platform just for information purposes. Also, we have the Ask Me Anything with Candace Horbacks coming up on September the 18th at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. This was due to popular request of so many people liking the episode that she was on of the Jay Allen Show. So if you're wanting to attend that, you can go to safetyfm.io. This is a free event to attend to. Just sign up there, and we'll get you access to the virtual ticket. Anyways, thank you for always being the best part of Safety FM. That is the listener. I know who you are. You know who I am. Love you. Mean it. Bye.
1: Duh.